Welcome back everyone to a new season of Switchboard. Me and Izzy are really excited to host this season. Um, we've got lots of very exciting topics coming up, so we can't wait to get started. I'm Liv, I'm from Trinity SLH HSPS, and I'm one of the hosts on this season of Switchboard. Our other host, I'll let her introduce herself in a second, but is coming back from um, a month, a term long hiatus from Switchboard. I'll let Izzy introduce herself. Hello, I'm Izzy. I hosted Switchboard in Easter 2021 and I'm back again. Can't get enough. Um, and I'm really excited to be co-hosting this term with Liv. I also study HSPS, but at Homerton, I'm a second year and I'm really looking forward to this term. I think we have a lot of exciting stuff coming up. Yeah, there's so much going on this term. We've got so many exciting episodes planned, starting with this one, which I think is a great first one. So we're going to do this episode about reflecting on the past two years of living with COVID. Now that we're kind of like seeming like we're at the end of COVID with all the like laws changing about it, we have it, we now kind of have the opportunity to sit and pause and actually reflect on how COVID has affected us all in the past couple of years in lots of surprising ways. Um, and we've got some amazing interviews um, with students who've been affected in lots of different ways over the past couple of years. Yeah, so um, as you get to know the interviewees with us throughout the episode, you'll kind of get a sense of how many different versions of the COVID experience have existed in the past two years um, and all the different ways that people have kind of coped with and gotten through their own individual situations over the past few years. But I think we're going to start off by kind of finding out from each other what it's been like for us over the course of the past couple of years and how we've dealt with COVID. So Liv, I'm curious, give us a summary. What has your experience mm. of COVID been like? Yeah, I mean, I'm afraid to say that it's been quite quite the classic mundane experience. That's why I'm really excited to talk to all of our guests because they've definitely had some more interesting stuff than me. Um, just pretty classic. I mean, obviously didn't do A-level exams. Um, came to uni, you know, very different kind of freshers. I know for both of us that, you know, um, freshers would have had this year and previous years would have had. Um, and but still, you know, very different experience, a lot more indoor um, is in within college activities. But I still think I've managed to make like the most amazing friends at university. And a lot of that, like just to do with the proximity, like you have to spend so much time with the same people. So like naturally you just make really close bonds with them. And then being at home during Lent term was was challenging I feel like it was a bit of a blur for everyone like just spending months at home like on the kitchen table um doing all of your essays but yeah I think Easter term was fab just because it was our first like sunny experience of Cambridge and you could have a bit more fun far too many trips to Jesus Green or places like that and then the past uh last term I think was really really fab I think when everyone started really feeling like a real Cambridge student you know going to lectures going out clubbing like having some balls doing all of this kind of thing so yeah it's just been the classic really I mean pretty proud to say two two years in I still haven't had Covid and I'm hoping to uh to make it to the end with that record um but very impressive that is also famous last words (laughs) famous last words on that one uh but I see it as a challenge um got lucky in that regard but yeah. yeah, pretty pretty standard stuff. I think yours is probably a bit more interesting just because you've been back and forth um, from, from Italy, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. So I live in Rome. I was in Italy when lockdown first started and we kind of had at least 
outside of China, we had the first sort of big wave of COVID that made the news. But at the time, I think people didn't really have a sense of how serious um, it all was. And so we yeah, were all sure. sent home from school and, you know, told two weeks of quarantine. Um, and everybody else was sort of looking at us like, haha, Italy, what a mess. You can't, <laughs> you can't take care of yourselves. And then two weeks later, everyone else was in lockdown as well. Um, and so very suddenly, even for us, it kind of seemed even more serious than it already had because it was yeah. like this global thing. Obviously, there are worse places to be for lockdown than Rome, mm-hmm. but the rules were quite strict. You couldn't really go further than 100 meters from your house unless you had to go grocery shopping. So I spent a lot of time inside and was really grateful for when I could actually go outside. Um, but yeah, other than that, I had a pretty normal summer as far as COVID summers go. And then I uh, was really happy to be able to go to uni in person in Michaelis. Um, Obviously, that was not the most normal term either. My uh, whole first year accommodation block got shut down um, in October because we all had COVID. Um, so I've not been as lucky as you to escape getting COVID, but we overcame, you know, we survived. And then, yeah, I was at home during Lent as well, which obviously, like you said, was a bit difficult kind of explaining to my family why I needed to stay up until two writing an essay and why I couldn't, you know, watch a movie with them on the weekends. But yeah, made it through that as well. I think it was, that was a lot of just like head down, pushing through as much as possible and was really, really happy to be able to come back in Easter and finally be living what felt like a much more normal Cambridge term and meeting more people and just like kind of solidifying those friendships that I think I'd been a bit nervous about sort of losing touch with people and um, yeah, having a hard time coming back in Easter, but it ended up being even better than I was expecting. And then since then just continues, continues getting better. Michaelmas was really fun as well. Um, Felt a bit like being in first year again, having to like find where to go for my lectures and, you know, figure out (laughs) how you sit in a lecture hall and who do you talk to? And, you know, what do you do if you see someone you've met on a night out in your lecture? Do you speak to them? All of that kind of stuff. And that's the worst. I know. And yeah, no, just like really excited to be back and be, Uh, here in person especially as things seem like they're kind of becoming more manageable although saying that I've just heard um, from like three different people just in my building this past week who have gotten COVID so we'll see how long this sort of version of normal lasts but hopefully a little bit longer this time. Yeah I think my aim to make it to the end without having COVID is I still believe in it, but also so many of people I know have just tested positive in the last day or two. So, uh, yeah, keep keep updated on that. I uh, might be falling quite soon. <laughs> I have faith in you. I think you might survive. I, it seems like I if until this point you've managed to avoid it, I don't see how you can get it now. Like it would just go against the laws of your immune system. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, definitely. Um, so we have a really exciting episode ahead. Some really interesting guests on here. Um, to hear about all of their various experiences. I thought I had isolated a lot coming back and forth between him and Italy, but one of our <laughs> guests, I think, probably breaks some record somewhere <laughs> for the most number of days in isolation. Our experiences are, as they said, a bit more mundane than people are going to hear from. So I'm excited to hear their experiences and learn more about how like it's affected other people. First up today, we spoke to Yasmin, a historian at John's, who talked to us a bit about what it's been like learning during the pandemic and being in Cambridge during the Lent term when most of us were at home. Okay, so um, I'm Yasmin. I'm a second year historian at John's. 
And I suppose I was one of the lucky ones because I was here all of last year. So I was here in um, Michaelmas, Lent and Easter. So maybe that's unlucky for other reasons. But um, I think it's one of the things, experiences with COVID, because you sort of don't know any different going to first year at uni. You're just like, yeah, it's fine. I'll, I'll power through. And I think it's having discussions with friends coming in second year, seeing the first years, all the sort of normal stuff that they are doing and what they're experiencing in Cambridge. I think you sort of realise how subtly yet quite pronounced like anxiety you sort of had last year even if you weren't one of those people that was actually worried about getting ill but I think it's one of the things I think it's enabled me to get to know people on a really deep level like I think you saw I think because you had to be so choosy with who you spent time with you sort of gravitated to the people you actually enjoyed instead of sort of being like oh I'll just go along with it in that sort of sense. I've had similar conversations with friends especially about the fact that last year, because I was a first year last year as well, like that felt normal somehow. Yeah, no, no, I was just gonna agree. I was just gonna ask. So you said you were um, here last Lent, Yasmin. How was that? Um, I was really lucky. I wasn't living by myself. I had someone else who was in like the, sh the same floor as me and he was my closest friend of who I lived with and at the time, one of my closest friends. So that was, I felt incredibly lucky to have that. But I, and I got to know people that I sort of vaguely knew in Michaelmas, but then because we didn't really know each other, there was no one else. We were sort of thrown together and it's friendships that I feel really grateful for because I think one thing I liked about last year is you were creative with how you socialised. It felt a lot more intimate. So I remember we, we did Chinese New Year together and one of my friends made kimchi fried rice, which tastes amazing. And then the other one, she made spaghetti bolognese with like three onions, which was also amazing. But I think it's a memory that I think wouldn't have existed if Lent term wasn't like that. And it's something that I really cherish. But I think, and again, it's this whole survival mechanism. Looking back now, you sort of just see how profoundly lonely and sad you could really be at times. But then I think what was really difficult to deal with mentally is that, that was probably my best term of work. It was, you know, a paper that I really enjoyed. I was doing really well. I was really enjoying my supervisions. And so sort of coming back to Easter and then especially coming back to last Michaelmas, you kind of gaslight yourself because you're like, I could produce such good work. You know, I could read so much. I could write like really long essays. Why can't I do this now? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it makes a lot of sense that you would kind of like adapt yourself I know I didn't really like kind of factor in how much extra time I would be spending in person, like commuting and just like kind of getting myself organized, getting dressed in the morning, like those kinds of things add time um, and take time away from doing your work. While you were in um, college during Lent, did you feel like you had a lot of support from college? Well, I was quite I was quite lucky because I managed to get permission to come back earlier to college before national lockdown hit. So my parents were moving house over the time that I would have had like mock examinations. So I emailed college and was like, I'm not gonna have any Wi-Fi. I won't be able to do online learning. Can I just come back two weeks earlier? They said, yeah, next day, national lockdown hits. I'm very lucky that they didn't tell me you've got to stay at home so I could come back. But I, hearing stories from friends, it took weeks sometimes for your tutor to reply to your email and in, in sort of people who are in quite vulnerable situations or quite like emotionally stressful situations. Yeah, and I knew you touched on this earlier, but, you know, you going back in Lent and how it, like, made you, like, have closer connections with some of your friends, like your friends that were still there. So do you think that's kind of 
a strange like positive that's come out of this kind of COVID dynamic. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. I think Michaelmas was such a frenetic time because you were trying to get to know as many people as possible because there was a sheer number of people that you sort of kind of thought quantitatively, not qualitatively. So you're kind of like, I need to just like get to know everyone. Whereas in Lent, because you, there just no one was there, you had time to sort of build relationships. I don't know. I think it was interesting being in Cambridge in Lent, you felt really main character because I remember just walking around town, sitting on King's Wall and there's no one there. And part of you is kind of like, oh, this is, you know, this is quite cool. It's in a bit of the city you'll never experience. But then like I could only do that on Fridays because Monday, I think it was like Monday to Wednesday, Monday to, Monday to Thursday, they would put up barriers on King's Wall so you couldn't actually sit down. Like you, you just physically couldn't sit down. You couldn't access the green in front of it. And so it's that sort of dichotomy you hold in your head. You think of that great time. Like I sat with my friend and we were eating a Romy and chatting and we saw a few people cycle by, but it was just so quiet. And it was kind of like the city was ours. And I think Lent was really the term I felt like a Cambridge student rather than just a student. But then that could only happen on like certain days of the week, which was crazy. I think that's really interesting how you said that you felt like that was the term that made you feel like you were a Cambridge student, even though you were missing kind of like the rest of Cambridge in terms of the student body. Um, did Was it difficult to transition between like Lent being like that and Easter being kind of much more populated by other students and um, a more normal life? I think it's sort of, it not really actually, it felt really progressive because I think especially Easter was the term for me that I really got to know people outside of college. It felt like a whole, new world as you said a whole new world of Cambridge actually opened up I think Lent is the fact that I felt like a Cambridge student in Lent is less a reflection of Lent and actually more of a reflection of Michaelmas of how actually even though everyone was here I found Michaelmas personally a lot more isolating than I found Lent because I think with Lent because everyone was sort of in a rubbish situation whereas Michaelmas you could see some people were kind of thriving still meeting loads of people having a really good time and so when you kind of won it felt even worse whereas in Lent everyone was sort of on like a parallel line of well this is just a bit rubbish. Yeah definitely so do you think what you're saying about Michaelmas do you think that's like a reflection on John's um, like policies and stuff like being particularly strict or? Hmm. I mean it's such a complicated thing to talk about because I think like thinking back to last Michaelmas I remember like I was in isolation for two weeks Covid was like rampant through college most of yeah. the time and cases you know in the country were going up we had lockdown and stuff and yet you really you felt really penalized I think being here I think you just it was amazing this year how much you just don't have that sense in the back of your head like if a portal comes through the door I don't know where I'm gonna hide or like I'm just gonna have to take community service but then it's really interesting talking to older years because getting deans used to be a massive thing. Like if you got deaned, that was for a serious infraction. You know, you're this close to being kicked out. Whereas they deaned so many people last year. They actually ran out of community service to do in John's. It, it was quite funny. So I had a friend who was literally just sweeping the stairs of one of the courts for like six hours because it did just get a bit ridiculous. But then I completely understand from the portal perspective, it's sort of an occupational hazard. They're stuck with a bunch of, 18 year olds who they can't really be sure of being perfectly like epidemiologically healthy and they have people to go home to as well so I think but I think there's just a lack of trust that 
do you think there were any kind of like surprising perks out of your experience in the past year and a half that you've taken forward or anything that you think you've gained that you maybe otherwise wouldn't have? I think you sort of have an appreciation for how good it is now. You now appreciate all the different society things that are going on, maples that will hopefully happen and all these different things. Yeah, I think I'm definitely like more appreciative of the little things you said, like just being in Cambridge, like I obviously I'm not a fan of morning lectures, but like even that just suddenly felt so nice when they became in person. Next up, we spoke to Tara, an international student who has had her fair share of isolation and lockdown experiences and reflected on those with her. All right. Do you want to start off by introducing yourself? So like name, subject, and then maybe like give us a quick summary of where you've been in the world and just like what your experience has been like in the past kind of few years. Um, hi, my name is Tara and I am a second year lawyer at Claire and I'm originally from Thailand. And the past couple of years with COVID has been pretty hectic because I used to travel a lot. So I think I'm one of the few people who's been in quarantine probably the most around uni. So I've calculated maybe like 70 plus days, either in isolation or state quarantine, etc. And I did my first quarantine in March of 2020. So it was pretty early on. Wow. Yeah, you were like right in there. How come you were in quarantine already in March 2020? So I was in um, South Korea to see a few family friends. And then that was when I remember people were so panicked because the whole of the country had 300 COVID cases. And back then that was like, massive so I had to go back into state quarantine when I got back and I remember I had to miss school and that was like a really big thing that was um in year 13 so that was quite interesting yeah so that's like right at the beginning like how did you feel about it at the time like did you realize it would go on this long or were you thinking it would be like a one month little blip I thought wow like I must be I don't know I thought that it would be like something that would end really soon I thought wow I got to experience a state quarantine I didn't think it would be an actual thing that would be like carrying on two years later so that was quite interesting yeah definitely I think because I was just thinking about like when we were told that we weren't going to come back to school it was just for two weeks you know and then we thought yeah. like, oh this is so weird like it's kind of fun to do online school like haha quarantining from home and then it was very much not funny very quickly yeah and I, I just watched um a few zombie movies so I thought it was kind of fun at the time because it was 300 yeah. cases so it, wasn't it definitely like- felt very like apocalyptic all of a sudden like empty streets all of us locked in our houses so after your quarantine in South Korea then did you make it back home and what was lockdown at home like for you um I I flew back home and then I had to quarantine in Thailand so I I didn't um quarantine in South Korea but it was really crazy because I remember I flew back with my sister but we weren't allowed to see each other so we'd be like yelling at each other across the hallway from home that was quite interesting but it was um, my first time like being alone for 10 days. And it was, yeah, quite sad. So then what happened from that point? Like, have you been back in Cambridge much? Or have you been kind of quarantining here and there? Have you had to isolate in college at all? Um, when I flew to the UK, I also had to isolate in Cambridge. And then I went back home over the winter break. So then I isolated again. And then I came back for Easter term. <laughs> And I isolated again and then I went back home and I did 17 days of um, an island isolation, which I think is quite unique because Thailand had this program where they vaccinated people on Phuket, um, which is a tourist island. And then you could just isolate 
on the island, but I got stuck there for 17 days. Wow, so. you've spent so much time. That's crazy. Is there anything, I know this is kind of a weird question and like, I totally get it if, if the answer is like a hard no, but yeah. is, did anything like positive or surprising come out of all of this time spent in isolation? Like, I don't, I don't even, I can't even really imagine what would, but like any surprise benefits? Um, I actually think I used to get a lot of FOMO anytime that I was like sitting alone at home I would be like I need to be doing something but in isolation it was so good to not feel guilty about not doing anything like I was like I'm in isolation I don't have to be productive I don't have to do work like I don't have to guilt myself over not being productive and I think that's something that I can kind of hold on to even now when I'm not in ISO I can still be like it's fine if I want to say no to my friends and just stay home if I'm tired so maybe that's the one thing like enjoying my own company more I guess yeah no definitely I'm just curious like how did you find isolation in college like did you have enough support like how did that affect you like being in college I know like different colleges have had different levels of support for isolating students and some have sounded really dire and some have been okay yeah. <laughs> what was it like for you um I think when I got back and isolated in college first of all the food was a bit horrible but um, my friends like snuck me a lot of food to leave in front of my door so that was quite good and I think what was really nice about isolating in college was when people got back, they were happy to like sit at the bottom of the stairs while we sat upstairs and just chatted with us. So I think that was quite nice, but there wasn't really a lot of support in terms of. Um, so when I did state quarantine, you were allowed to go on walks outside. But um, in college, I think at first that wasn't really allowed. And that was quite horrible, just being inside all the time. Yeah, definitely. That was kind of similar when at the beginning of first year, my whole accommodation block got shut down because we all had COVID or not all of us, but so many of us had COVID. Um, And for a while, they wouldn't let us go outside at all. And it seemed a bit like the state organized quarantines. Obviously, they've planned everything out and they've kind of thought it all through. But this was such a last minute, like all of these freshers have COVID. Okay, we have to like shut them in their rooms that the uni didn't really know how to respond to that and how to actually like put systems in place so that people were being supported. In your kind of career of isolations, especially the ones in college, do you feel like the like support from the college has changed as they've learned more about how to kind of do isolation better? Or do you think you've just gotten more used to it? I think I definitely gotten more used to it. I think they've been a bit better in terms of outdoor like exercise. I think that you're now allowed to go on walks at night, but as a woman, like especially if you're isolating alone, that's really not feasible. So I think maybe the college needs to come up with something better for that. Or uh, if you're isolating in a household, I guess it's more okay. Yeah, no, definitely. I was just thinking, because you said about like your friends, like bringing you food and stuff when you were in college isolation, but Lent term, none of us were here. Like, do you look back at that time as time like lost with your friends? Like, do you think things would be different? It's such a hard question, but it is like, so such a long period of our time where we just kind of everyone hit pause and no one was seeing each other. Yeah, I was just thinking, because now I'm, I have my halfway hall coming up and that's like, yeah like halfway through my Cambridge degree but I've lost a whole term and this is my first Lent term in Cambridge so um it was really sad but I I think because I flew home and Thailand wasn't so bad during Lent I had a much better time than most people I was kind of living normal life and seeing home friends whereas I know a lot of people were like completely at home and had to do remote learning and it was like a really tough times for them so I think I had a relatively good Lent term 
Yeah, because I was in this definitely in the situation where I was just like during Lent in ho- at home, you know, kind of in my room, almost isolating in my own house, especially because my schedule was so different from everyone else's in my family. Did you have any issues like kind of adapting your Cambridge life to your home life or was that pretty seamless transition? I think the the worst thing was I know they were able to give you different supervision times, but because I didn't want to move from the block with like my friends my college friends just because it was already so hard to see them I wanted to be in the same classes as other people I'd be doing supervisions at like midnight and then the supervisor would come late so it'd go on till 2am that was a bit hard but yeah yeah that is difficult that's another like kind of situation where you would think that the college might be a little bit better about coordinating like maintaining that kind of stability for students in terms of keeping your classes together but then also yeah. being able to adapt to the fact that not everyone's in the same time zone anymore yeah I can imagine that was not fun because the only other option would be like to just go into a group of all internationals but obviously it was like just a new group of people you've never met and it was yeah, a bit exactly. more daunting yeah so yeah and then it's harder as well like obviously throughout I mean definitely for me throughout all of Lent I was just thinking about when I was going to come back to Cambridge wanting to like make sure that I would come back and still feel like you know I had friends and I had like I still would feel settled there so that would be really like I was kind of nervous even just being in the same time zone about whether I would come back and feel like I could sort of get back into the Cambridge routine so I can imagine yeah that would be especially at that point we'd only had Michaelmas so like friendships weren't that fully formed so I think that was like that was what made Lent worse was the fact that you didn't know if your friendships would survive. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you have any other thoughts or any other kind of like hidden perks of your experience that you've taken forward or if this is like, if you think it's changed your experience of Cambridge as a whole and what that might mean for your third year. Um, I have another complaint about the uni support. So when I was flying here for... um, this Michaelmas I had to do um like the UK hotel quarantine Mm. and the college has like kind of been really horrible about any like financial support and it was like oh if you could afford to pay it in like 12 installments then you have to pay it alone but it's like really unfair that international students have to I think it was like 2,200 pounds but some colleges like did offer refunds and I know other uni like UCL and stuff they did like offer to pay it for them so I think Cambridge has been a bit horrible about that that's terrible that's so much money yeah and it's like you look at the endowments of the colleges being like 130 million pounds my termly rent is less than that you know that's really crazy wow yeah yeah, that was a bit upsetting Mm -hmm. on the colleges part yeah understandable unfair do you think what are the rules like now will you have to isolate um when you come back for easter again or like i mean when you leave and then when you come back will you still have to do that yeah i think the rules now are that we won't even need pcrs anymore which is quite good because or now the colleges have been a bit better about offering like fit to fly for international flights it's Mm -hmm. now free i think the first time i flew it cost 120 pounds just for the test so things are slowly easing up i think it's still a bit uncertain, but I think it's a lot easier to fly home now than last year. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, thank you so much for being here and chatting with us. It was really nice to meet you. I hope you never have to isolate ever again. Yeah, uh, I hope so too. Wow. I've got a routine down pat now, though. <laughs> <laughs>
like yeah no you're a pro <laughs> you're like a really good like minimalist you know go live in a cave somewhere and you'd be fine yeah I'll be fine Finally, we spoke to Ayomade, a first year studying at Christ, who told us about his experience in sixth form leading up to the transition to uni and what COVID has been like for him. Uh, my name is Ayomade Akande. Um, I'm a first year studying law at Christ. Um, and past years, um, well, since 2020, it's just really been sixth form A levels and just sort of working as like a waiter in an agency sort of over the summer, amongst other stuff, and then just really getting ready for uni. So what was your experience with A-levels like? Um, with exams, it was, they sort of called them assessments, essentially. So it was sort of the schools, um, different schools taking whichever approach they thought was appropriate to sort of um, figure out the grades of people. Um, and in my school, obviously, they took it quite seriously. Um, but I did know of other schools where it was sort of teachers were giving them basically the topics that they were doing, et cetera. So I feel like it was very different across um across the year group across different schools do you think that that like impacted like your transition to university like did you find it hard to like get back into like the swing of things just because it'd been like such a, such a disrupted like disrupt like year 12 and 13 for you um I definitely think it did have an impact on my learning especially because of the fact that um I missed year 12 mocks and then year 13 mocks again was sort of straight after lockdown so I think it it um it sort of reduced my ability to develop my learning skills, my revision skills. Um, I wasn't getting as much contact I was, so I was sort of getting more used to going through stuff by myself. And I'd say in some sense, um, the amount of online learning did perhaps prepare me a little for university and getting used to online lectures and listening to recordings um, over and over. But I also do think it's um, slightly disrupted my attention span. Yeah, I completely agree, especially like, so I didn't have exams at all um at the end of high school and that meant that like when I came to university the exams that I did at the end of first year were the first exams I had done in like years and so that's the kind of thing that you fall out of practice with like remembering how to revise and how to um how to even like sit in one place for long enough to be able to do a full exam you kind of lose practice with that did you feel like with other besides school like kinds of other activities and stuff that you were involved in while you were in school before coming to uni like did that stuff get disrupted were you able to um, kind of like still see your friends or still get involved with things outside of school? Um, yeah, I definitely think it affected um, extracurricular activities as well. Um, obviously, I was playing basketball quite a bit, like every week um, during normal term time. But then once COVID hit and we had lockdown, like that was, I basically was doing no physical activity for you know several months at a time. I, it would only be when I realized I'd sort of try and start basketball again or try to go for a run. And that would be when I'd like get back into physical activity. But yeah, that was one thing that defo was affected. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I guess I'm curious, like after having had your first term here, do you feel like the people you've met um, from your year who have also been through the same kind of like year and a half of school being online and stuff, do you think that that's like helped you connect more with people? Like has that impacted any of the friendships that you've made um, now that you're at uni? Um. I'm not too sure like how much I'd say like the shared experience of online learning has really helped us, helped me anyway, um, that like, make friends in particular, because I feel like since it was something all of us as a year group like sort of went through. And since a lot, I mean, a lot of other year groups also had, did have to do a period of online learning as well. So it wasn't really just us. I don't think it's really helped me necessarily form any friendships on that basis. Um, even though I would say that there is sort of like a collective, like, you know, disdain for 
lockdown or going back into online learning and I do find that a lot of my friends sort of um, share similar stuff to me in that they feel like um, in real life stuff is like more useful for them they're able to sort of pay attention more um, I wouldn't say that that has necessarily like played a major role in um, the friendships and connections I've made so far yeah, and you said about, because um, if you study law, I know all of like, your lectures are online. How have you found that? Like, are you excited to have in-person lectures, hopefully? Or have you found it, because you've been so used to kind of online learning for the past, like, couple of years, have you found it quite, like, natural to have online lectures? <laughs> um, I would definitely say I was looking forward to having, because I think um, with, with law students in my year, maybe we have, like, one um we have one lecture a week basically and that's something I enjoy because of the fact that it gets me first of all it gets me out of my room so it's not just me sort of sitting in my room in my pajamas um in a robe just watching lectures um it's, it's more like me getting out there and it, it makes me more active as well I'd say and obviously there's a social aspect as well so there's a lot of people I hadn't seen I've seen for the first time at my first lecture yeah even for me like because I didn't have any lectures in person last year so coming back this year um, it kind of felt like being in first year again, actually having things in person, getting to meet people. Like there were so many people in my course in my year who I had never even seen um, or had any conversations with or anything like that. Is there anything that you're um, kind of looking forward to now that it seems like things are um, becoming at least a little bit more manageable? Life is becoming a little bit closer to something normal. Um. Yeah, I guess I'm just I'm just ready for life to sort of like appear normal as it was before again, sort of um, obviously more lectures in person. Well, if we're talking about in Cambridge anyway, more lectures in person would be great because I feel like that's something that gives me a lot of structure, like and it's sort of part of the university experience. Um, another thing I'd say obviously is the social aspect as well, because um, I know like a lot of people are still sort of wary of going out um, because of COVID. And I feel like once sort of we get over this side on, we sort and COVID sort of, um, diminishes um and becomes less a part of our regular lives i feel like the social aspects of life will also you know greatly increase and we'd be able to sort of see a lot more family and friends yeah yeah um is there anything like else that you feel like has been affected by covid like people don't talk about enough you know something slightly more under the radar like anything kind of surprising that's taken like had to take a back seat in the past couple of years yeah i just noticed that during the pandemic there was sort of a lot of like conversations about things in society that need to change like for example I was talking about how like there were a lot of social movements um like with the George Floyd incident there was a lot of like outcry on social media there was a lot of campaigns there were protests in London and all across the world and I thought and I feel like as we've gotten more into normal life we've sort of like not forgotten but we've sort of not um, put them at the forefront as much anymore, especially I think because everyone was sort of on their phones and on social media at the time, it, it made people more, you know, hyper aware to these sort of issues. And I feel like those conversations still um, need to be had. Yeah, I was just thinking about that, especially like because people were, had nothing else to do besides be online and be like that was the only kind of means of connection between people. There was so much more opportunity for those kinds of um, conversations and movements. Is there a way that we can kind of bridge, you know, not have everybody be so uh, sort of attached to the internet the way we were during lockdown, but not be completely checked out the way we are now? Like, is there some kind of in between that we could achieve? Um, I feel I feel like it's more just about sort of bringing those conversations we were having um, on the internet to sort of more in real life through societies, through events, through talks. Um, 
you know, through inviting different speakers on topics, things like that. I feel like it's mainly just about being intentional and making an effort. Yeah, I agree. Um, I guess I'm just curious, are there any societies and things like that that you've gotten involved with that you're um, kind of looking forward to being a part of and um, especially now that things are kind of in person? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I've sort of tried to start basketball again, currently playing for my um, college team. Um, that's something I've enjoyed as like sort of a weekly routine. Um, also, obviously, I've gone involved with African Caribbean Society. Um, that's like sort of a great community um, within the university. And it's like sort of helped me find people similar to myself. Um, and also, I am looking forward to sort of trying out like athletics as well. Sort of just trying because I did used to um, um, run a couple of sprints to so just like trying new experiences and trying to sort of rediscover my old interests is the main things. Um, and last thing will probably be like photography club and things like that. New to this season of Switchboard is a segment at the end of every episode where we take a question submitted through the Ask Vulture section of Varsity and give our takes on it. So the question we received for this week is, I'm a second year who spent the majority of my first year online and nervous about socializing because of COVID. I'm starting to feel more comfortable now, but I'm worried that it's too late to make new friends. How can I meet new people this late in my degree? Yeah, I think that's a really interesting question. I think that it's definitely one that everyone is in the same boat about. And a lot of people probably feel like that as well. So you can always take comfort in that. I'd say in terms of practically what to do, obviously there are so many societies you can join to find people that have like similar interests to you, whether they're like college ones, uni-based ones. You can try and make friends at your lectures with people in your subject, but not your college. But I think the main thing about that really is just that you've got to put yourself out there and know that everyone else is so open to still making like new friends in second year, like just because of the pandemic, everyone is so much more open. So you've just got to put yourself out there and make some friends. And I think that people are definitely receptive. Yeah, I definitely agree with you, Liv. I think that like everybody has been through the same year that you've been through. And so everyone is still really keen to get to know the other people they're in lectures with, the other people they're in university with. And equally, I think there's something to be said for developing the skill to be able to go to events and activities on your own. It's definitely a skill that you have to practice because it's scary the first couple of times that you do it, but totally worth it. Like the only way to really branch out and find new people who you wouldn't have other, otherwise met is by putting yourself in situations with people who you haven't met before. Um, and a, the best way to do that is societies or other events that align with things that you're interested in. Other people there will be will have something in common with you. And so they'll definitely be interested in getting to know you and having a chat. And these kinds of things take time, you know, like having the expectation that it'll all happen immediately can get in your own way. So give it some time, be patient with it, but know that other people are out there looking for friends the same way you are. Yeah, definitely. You just like, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Like these things will happen. You have, as you said, you have like so much time to like form new friendships or like build upon existing friendships you already have. Um, so I definitely think there's a lot of scope to, if for people feeling like that, to make some new memories and new friends. And that is it for the first episode of Switchboard this season. Thank you so much for all of the interviews for being involved, the entire Switchboard team for their efforts and everyone else for listening and all get excited for next week's episode. Next week, we have a special treat for you with our very own Liv telling us about her experience being president of Pink Week and all that that has entailed. Thank you so much again for listening and we'll see you next week.